So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm Doc Jake here, and today, guys, we have an awesome guest with us. His name is Dr. Patrick Hall. He is an internal medicine uh, physician with Kaiser and Decatur. He's also a badass CrossFit athlete at a gym called uh, Move Fitness here. Um, guys, he's awesome. He's got a lot of really cool information for you, and I'm super excited for you. So, Patrick, what's up, my man? Right, not, not a whole lot. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks so much for coming on, man. You, um, I think you got a lot of really insightful things to tell these people or tell our audience here. And I'm super excited about it. Um, first and foremost, can, how about just a little bit of a background about like who you are, like kind of your background with fitness and how you incorporate that in your, in your daily practice. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I'm, uh, currently a, a sort of a, a, an internal medicine general practitioner here in the Atlanta area. Um, actually did my residency here at uh, Emory University. So I've been, been in the Atlanta area for about, about uh, eight years at this point. So been here a while. Um, originally did my, med- my medical school training back in South Carolina at the University of South Carolina. Um, and that was actually probably where I first sort of delved into taking fitness a little more seriously was when I was in um, medical school um, prior to moving here uh, for residency. And that was probably a, a lifesaver on many fronts, actually, because uh, um, I sort of established a routine by the time I moved down here, and that was that was pretty big because the hours were, you know, needless to say, residency hours are pretty crummy. So um, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was it was good to have have already have a routine for exercise because I really think that I mean obviously helped physically, but also was sort of mental uh, well being during those years too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, it was, uh, and I, I kind of got plugged in with the gym pretty shortly after moving here to kind of give myself some routine. So, yeah. um, yeah, like I said, that was huge for me going through training just like for my own, my own sanity. And, and, um, yeah. And, and since getting out, it's, you know, it's, um, it's been a good thing. I mean, obviously it's, it, you know, it's something I enjoy doing a lot, but it's also, it's really, it really is good when you're in this profession to kind of, you know, walk the walk and <laughs> not just talk. For sure. Talk. Dude, um, yeah. The, the amount of, uh, like, look, you don't have to be walking around looking like a Greek God or anything like that, but right. uh, the amount of uh, PTs I have or that I see who I'm like, man, I feel like a lot of the patients y'all are seeing are more in better shape than you are. So how could you be a, a physical therapist or at least a healthcare provider? You know, you got to lead from the front a little bit there. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and, and everyone has their own thing. And so um, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, since I, I think I even in my biography that's on the, you know, on my, you know, my page for the organization, I think I mentioned something about CrossFit. And so I actually yeah. get people who will like seek me out just because, you know, they, they're other fellow CrossFit athletes and they're, you know, they're looking for someone who has sort of similar experiences and it, it does help because I mean, I, 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 I can share my uh, knowledge of common injuries that I've come across and, <laughs> yeah. and how I've treated them in the past. So it's, it's, uh, it, I got some personal experience to share, which is helpful, but you know, and it, it goes beyond that even with, um, you know, not just CrossFit athletes. It's just nice to, I enjoy that part of my, my day when I can actually talk to people about, you know, exercise and, you yeah. know, uh, things they can do to, you know, to, to treat their sort of more chronic conditions too, that, that don't involve me giving you, you know, 10 more pills to take. Cause, you know. <laughs> Dude, for sure. How frustrating is that, man? When somebody comes in and, and like, you know, just diet and exercise would probably help a lot of, a lot of their uh, problems that they're having. And they oh, just yeah. want, they just want a magic pill, man. That's all I want. I know. I know. That's, that's, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, I think that's, that's, somewhat of the human condition you know we, we a lot of times oh, do sure. want something that's that's a that's a quick fix but now you're right i mean particularly in my field which is you know more general the vast majority of the the conditions i see and treat could be managed um if not you know completely controlled with diet and exercise so it's um yeah you know it, it's huge it's huge and, and i mean but i'm telling you like when when people buy in and are are, are sold on it it's it's, it can be pretty miraculous, the kind of results you get in, inside of clinics. So, no, I mean, it's, sure. um, it, and, and I think you see that a lot too, I'm sure, is that sort of, there's that motivational component that's, that's tricky. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's oh my God. Uh, it, you know, you can, you can, you can teach people or show people different things that can be beneficial, but you know, if, um, until that, that fire kind of gets lit inside of them, it's kind of hard to, you know, to make a, make huge changes. So, you know, when you can kind of flip that switch for somebody, it can be pretty impressive how quickly someone can kind of turn around, you know, a chronic medical condition or, and so forth. So, yeah. And that's going to be awesome for you to be able to see in the clinic. Cause, um, I mean, as a, as a physician, um, and a, and a primary care doc for a lot of these people coming in, I mean, uh, hearing a message from you can be, it can hit them at just the right time. And, and I mean, your voice has a lot of power behind it, no matter what you're kind of saying, you know, um, in that setting. So if, when you, when you deliver that message, maybe it just hits them at the right time and, and you, or you say it in the right way or whatever the case may be. And it kind of lights that fire under them and, yeah. uh, they, and they take that change. And now they don't have to go and turn into a badass, right. Or like a, like a workaholic where they're just like doing uh, two a days or like going, Oh um, yeah. <laughs> going a hundred miles an hour and across the gym or running 35 yeah. miles a week when they were running zero miles to start with, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, it's definitely a slow process, but I think, I think that's the, once people kind of realize like, that's, that's exactly what like health and wellness and fitness is. It's the process of, of, of continuously kind of trying to improve yourself a little bit. Is that mm -hmm. these like massive chunks that you try to take out. And, and once you enjoy that process a little bit more, that's when you can really start seeing like, like habit development. And this habit mm -hmm. development is what transfers over to a bunch of different aspects of your life, which can lead to uh, the, the better, better management. If not, um, if not, uh, resolution of, um, certain chronic diseases oh yeah no i mean because 
you know, as you're saying, that sort of habit development piece. Um, and I mean, I had to go through that for myself. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, first started out exercising was definitely sort of a sporadic thing. And then, you know, once I finally decided to make it more of my, my daily routine, you know, eventually it, it, it is, it's just something you just, you just do, you know, yeah. so there's no, and so when you can achieve that for that same, you know, uh, patterning for 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 your patients where they're you know it just becomes part of their lives and it, it's it's it is pretty remarkable because it kind of takes over for itself and you know they don't even really have to think about it too much so yeah um yeah no i mean and, and i think that's ultimately when that happens too it's kind of nice when you can get those visits where and, and i mean that's that's kind of why i got you know why i get into the, got into this work is i mean once again it's not necessarily so i can you know write someone a million medications it's you know <laughs> you're not on some big conspiracy train to try to create a not, vaccine for everyone exactly <laughs> no i'm not you know i'm not getting kicked back from all this <laughs> those pharmaceutical companies so oh, come on. you know it's, that's yeah i know I, I you know i tell people it believe me it's not in my best interest to have to write a million prescriptions so i would much prefer to manage it through through you know behavioral changes and exercise and all the above so it's um yeah. you know so it, it really is um it's it's nice to and you know kind of you know the days days can be long and tough sometimes but when you get a few of those interactions where it's someone coming in who's just really taking ownership of their health and they're they're running with it it's it's a it's it's a breath of fresh air it really is because oh, sure. I, I just kind of sit back and i'm like all right what are you doing because it's it's going great <laughs> so, yeah. you know it's um you know that's, that's those kind of things particularly in primary care that i think we you know it's why we do do this type of work is 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 for the you know more the preventive side of it you know i mean yes we treat a lot of acute conditions but the the stuff that you know brings most of us joy and you know the reason we go in every day is to see those those, those have those positive interactions where you know someone's living their life to the fullest you know and, yeah. and so I mean, that's, that's, that's what we strive for, like, you know, with day-to-day act -day activities, just trying to get people to be as active as they can. That's such an interesting narrative because when people think about going to the doctor, they think about going when they're sick, you know? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're, you're spot on. Like, I think the whole preventative approach to medicine is so important and it's definitely gained traction over the past five, 10 years compared to where it was a decade ago. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, it's why I'm in the line of work that, that I'm in or in the type of PT that I'm in now. So we're cash based. So, um, mm -hmm. we, work, um, you know, we don't work directly with insurances and, and yeah. work in that, in that field where I was dealing with insurances, um, entirely. And it just, it was really frustrating because I was working with a lot of people and predominantly I was working with a lot of like workers compensation and not saying all workers compensation people are trying to like cheat the system or anything. Like there's a lot of legitimate issues there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. but it was it was frustrating for me to be always working with people who, um, who, who either are, who don't want to put in the work to get better and, or, mm -hmm. or want, are looking for somebody to kind of fix them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, versus, um, now, like I get to work with a lot of people who, um, want to take ownership exactly how you kind of said it, take ownership in their own healthcare and, um, kind of, kind of put it on, on themselves to make sure that they're living a healthy life, you know, with guidance, of course. Um, sure. But I love that. I love that that's kind of like, I think that's important for people to kind of recognize that um, for you in particular, for your primary care doc, man, it would make their day if every single person they saw that day was a healthy person, <laughs> you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you're just there to kind of help guide and, and fine tune and tweak and make sure that everything's going okay versus mm-hmm. giving you another give up in your dose of insulin, you know, or like, right, right. or trying to do something that, you know, probably isn't going to work in the, in the long run. It's just a short term bandaid. Yeah. Um, so what are, what are some of the narratives I guess you hear? And, and it's really interesting too. Like, so I know you're really involved with CrossFit and you love to run, man. You do some really, it's like you base your travel around running, which is really cool. <laughs> we, um, we certainly, I've, I've been lucky to, to um, uh, have a group of friends where we, um, we do base a lot of our, our, our travel and activities around some sort of event of some variety. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, a, it's kind of a nice, way to go see new places too so it can combine those two together oh my gosh my best runs are when i'm in a new city somewhere or a new place mm-hmm. somewhere, you know <laughs> yeah absolutely um on that note i gotta tell a funny story i um so this was <laughs> this was my uh first year of pt school and um it was for new year's or was it pt school i don't know it was somewhere around that time frame and mm-hmm. um we went for new year's. We went up to DC with a group of friends and, you know, obviously it was for new year's and we were going to go, uh, we were going to go like party for new year's and uh-huh. we, we bought our tickets and like I invited everyone in our wedding party. And there's uh, one person in particular that I invited, um, not out of pity by any means, but just out of inclusion to the group, you know? Um, but mm-hmm. I knew like nothing wrong with it, but I knew that she just wasn't a big drinker. So I assumed she wasn't going to come. Right. It just yeah. wasn't like, her type of trip. I would assume she would enjoy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, but she, she was the first one. She's the first one to confirm that she was going, bought the ticket to like the bar that we were going to that night. Cause it was like this weird thing where you could only get in if you had a ticket and then it was like, all you could drink when you, once you're in. Uh-huh. Uh, but then man, she did exactly what we thought was going to happen where she was like, super like judgmental about us drinking on a drinking trip for new year's <laughs> and like left and like left early i think she left before new year's or or immediately after like the ball dropped or whatever but like they um she left and her big excuse was because she was gonna go run right she's like oh i gotta i gotta <laughs> run in the morning and i was like dude screw this girl i'm gonna go i'm gonna stay out i'm gonna party and i'm gonna have a good time and i'm still gonna go out and run the next day and like Ooh. i told everybody so like everyone was like you know gonna hold me to it and it was the worst decision i could have or like the, the worst best decision i could make because that morning i woke i hear her like getting ready because we're in college still so we so like six of us shared a hotel room you know mm-hmm. and, uh, and i hear her getting up and getting ready to run i was like shit i gotta i gotta get up and like it was the worst it was the, the start of that was the worst run of my life but it was ended up being like one of my best runs ever because it was um, just awesome to run in another city. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, you broke through that initial wall of discomfort and then, yeah, Oh man, it was, it was so painful. <laughs> it was so painful. <laughs> I just yeah. pretty sure I just sat in the hotel room for the first like 15 minutes I was up and just like drank water and like mm-hmm. contemplated. But the fact that I already told everybody that I was going to be like the embarrassment of not getting up and running was way more painful than, uh, after telling everybody I was going to and making a big deal out of it was way more, was way more painful than just like my headache when I was trying to run. <laughs> and you know, sometimes that's, that's what's key about a lot of those things is, you know, you, you announce you're doing something or, or you put it on the books and there's a, there's certainly a, a certain level of uh, accountability that comes from uh, <laughs> for sure so, social expectation. There. So <laughs> you, you can't let people down. I mean, that was, uh, you know, when I, um, when I ran that marathon back in, uh, in, in December, you know, yeah. kind of knew, I knew my parents were, were, were watched cause you could actually watch the progress of, of your, mm-hmm. of your, of runners like online and knowing that they were, 
<laughs> they were watching. I was like, all right, well, I got to finish this thing. Because believe me, there were there were a few moments where I was I was kind of ready to ready to call it quits. But uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, a little uh, a little uh, expectation from uh, that you that you can't let down your uh, your relatives will like, do for sure. Keep you plugged in. So social pressure it can be a, a killer motivator. You know, <laughs> it's a good and you know and I think that's why cla- I mean in in not in a in in you know a lot of these these sort of like CrossFit as an exa- example you know the class based fitness phenomenon that we probably see more of now is is I think is is so important because there is that level of accountability that you wouldn't have if you were just you know going into the gym and you know cranking out your your buys and tries and <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah I love me a good buy and try workout though <laughs> <laughs> dude I think just for sure pain love or uh yes pain and suffering loves company you know mm-hmm. like uh it's really oh, tough yeah. to push yourself to that to that next level uh, when you don't have somebody else around you or you don't have a group of people doing it with you, you know, like yeah. um, when everything in your body is telling you to stop or that you can't, you don't have another gear. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy. If you're by yourself, you're almost, you're almost more of like, it's, you're almost more of a psycho if you can hit that by yourself, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, than having a group of people with you. Um, but kind of on that note, man, like, did you get a lot of kickback, especially like early on, like in your career? Cause I definitely think there's been a shift as of late with like in the medical field being a little bit more accepting of CrossFit. Um, uh, but did you get a lot of pushback or kickback or people kind of blown or like, uh, kind of like rolling their eyes when, the, when they, when you say that you do do CrossFit? You know, I, th- I think there was, um, you're right. I mean, I think there was some, and, I, and actually it may have come a little bit more from, you know, patients a lot of times too. I think there's some. There's a lot of stuff out there, you know. I mean, the, the beauty of uh, the internet and the uh, uh, social media. There certainly are uh, plenty of examples of people doing stupid stuff when when um, when doing CrossFit. So I think there's a lot of uh, uh, misconception that you know it leads to injuries and all, all this kind of stuff, which um, yeah, which you know any exercise can do that if done inappropriately. And so sure. that's so I think. Um, and I think also too, I think a lot of times when people hear that word, they, they kind of assume it's, it's something that's not for them or it's, it's, or you have to be this really finely tuned athlete in order to, you know, go do a workout, which, um, I think luckily it's it's starting to not be the case because I think, you know, I, I try to tell people all the time, you know, if you're going to a, a good gym and you've got good coaches, they should modify it appropriately so that it's you know, you don't get hurt and, and you're getting a good workout at the same time. So, yeah, yeah um, I think a lot of it, there's, there, there's still is a certain amount of just lack of knowledge. People don't understand what it is. Um, and so, like, even like, you know, I, I had to have a little surgery on my hand. And I think when I was telling them the kind of work I did, you know, exercise I did, they kind of freaked out but it's yeah it's just it's sort of a a a lack of familiarity with like lifting and and, you know what is kind of normal and so i i i think sort of establishing i think yeah kind of setting some expectations about you know what's what sort of like safe loads we can work under and Mm -hmm. um and you know the type of exercises because there certainly are a lot of misconceptions about uh, and then you see that with running too, where it's like, oh, lifting weights ruins your joints or, or running ruins your knees and stuff right. like that. And so it's, there's a lot of, 
dispelling myths that I, I do on a daily basis, you know, as far as those activities where it's like, you know, actually uh, your joints are going to be, you know, in better shape if you, you do yeah. these exercises and, 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 and kind of make it a, a lifelong practice. Um, sure. You know, so no, you're, I mean, it certainly is. There's, there's still to, it's getting better, but you still have to dispel a lot of myths about what is safe exercise. Um, yeah. It's crazy, man. Freaking Ebola, right? That's uh, like where you, if you squat and your knees go past your toes, they're going to just explode <laughs> out of you, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, because I get, I get tons of those where it's like, well, you know, I used to do this back in the day. And so, and, and, um, but now I can't because, you know, my knees are, are, are ruined, you know. And so it's, I think, I mean, I'm, you know, you see that all the time too, is trying to convince people that, you know, they've actually got to use those joints a little bit in order to rehab them appropriately. So. Yeah, you got to knock that rust off a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, no, I mean, and I think it's, I mean, that's the other, the nice thing about being in a role as, as a physician is, and I mean, that's, that's our job too, is also kind of, you know, provide some coaching as far as, you know, what sort of, you know, exercise is, is helpful and, yeah. and beneficial. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I will admittedly, I, I, I have some patients I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> recommend they go right out and start, start crossfitting, but you know, a bunch of weight over their head or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm okay. If, I mean, shoot. And I, and I've seen people make some, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, like I've seen some people make some huge gains with just starting like a walking program. So For I mean, sure. it's, it really is. Yeah. It's just kind of tailoring. And, and I also, another thing that I, whenever I'm talking to patients about exercise, I always ask them, I'm like, you know, you got to find something you, you at least semi find interesting, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. you know, I, I mean, I tell them, yeah, it's never going to be like a, a blast all the time. Like, you know, I, I, mean, I, I certainly don't exercise and I'm not, you know, euphoric every time I'm <laughs> exercising. But. You mean you're not just like super motivated, pumped up, ready to get up every time? You're <laughs> just, just every day getting in there, just can't wait to, can't Shot wait. Shotgunning all kinds of C4 and. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it's, so it's, you know, I tell me, you know, you got to, first you got to start, start working with something that, you know, you, you think you could reasonably enjoy for, for, sure. for a period of time and then, and then, and then run with that. But, you know, keeping it, and then also keeping it interesting because people like, you know, a lot of these like home exercise regimens that I'm always shocked anyone can stick with because it's like doing the same movements over and over again. For, for sure. There's know. only so much you can do with like a kettlebell, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. So it, it which I have, have discovered during this, this time of quarantine, you know, <laughs> you start, you start, uh, uh, really uh getting nostalgic for a barbell so it's uh, <laughs> for sure i love that you bring that up man because i think that that's I, I think that uh there's this idea of like the perfect workout right or like yeah the five best exercises of all time right or sure. like the best the number one exercise every single person can be doing like look man like i can make an argument for and against as something as foundational as like a squat you know like mm -hmm. you want to look at mike boyle and, and he he's a uh, very highly high regarded um, strength and conditioning coach for field and court athletes, and he doesn't have a single one of them do a barbell back squat, and he doesn't yeah. have them, and he doesn't have them deadlift with a barbell either. Um, mm -hmm. 
and you know, and his reasoning is sound. He had, he talks about a ton about how, like, you know, a lot of times, like, um, with a barbell back squat, like you're testing people's lower or their like uh, lumbar mobility a little bit more than you are and their hip mobility a little bit more than you are their lower leg strength. Um, sure. So, I mean, like I can make an argument and, and for and against just about every exercise out there. Um, but it's, it's finding what is appropriate, what can meet you where you're at. Right. Yeah. That, uh, it's going to challenge you for sure, but it's not undoable. Like you don't dread it every single day. And that was mm-hmm. where you may dread it and that's okay. That means it's working, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think having the ability to find what works really well for you, um, something that you can stay consistent with and then something that you can build off of, you know, cause you're right, man. Yeah. I think my dad, he dropped like, um, so my dad, he, he's type two diabetic and he, mm-hmm. he loves Mountain Dew. Loves yeah. it. <laughs> like loves it. And he, I think he dropped like 25, 30 pounds by simply switching from Mountain Dew to Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's uh, all that, he did. And, that but like, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, yeah. you drink enough of anything and you make a switch like that. Like that's a dramatic lifestyle change. And then, you know, you add some walking on top of that and you add some, uh, and then you, if you add the walking, now your, your capacity level is increased and maybe you can do some jogging. If you're doing some jogging, maybe you should throw in some strength training. I would argue you could start, start throwing strength training from the beginning, but, sure. um, dude, I think, uh, I think there's all kinds of different fitness modalities out there. CrossFit's a good one, but man, yeah. you're, you're spot on. I think, uh, I think that you can get injured and I probably see almost more running injuries at this point than I do anything else. Um, but, and just because that's what most people or that's by and large the best or the most or the highest populated or the most popular, um, exercise modality is running. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. As I know, I mean, I, as I've told you before, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a very fine line to, uh, keep running and running healthily. So it's, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's an enjoyable sport, but it, uh, you, just like, just like with the CrossFit, you got to take care of your body or else, you know, things start, <laughs> For sure. things start misbehaving. <laughs> uh, You've got to maintain perspective, you know, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> like and CrossFit, the big, a big thing that everybody that it's really exciting to do. Cause it's an opportunity for you to test your annual, your, your fitness almost annually. Right. Uh-huh. Is, um, or, or biannually now, right. Is it's, they, do they have two opens now or so, so what's the new setup like? Yeah, I haven't been completely plugged in with the new one, but I think what happened last year is they they did they one in the spring two. and then they did one in the fall because now they're going to be doing the open in the fall from here right. On out, that's I what think. it was. I think. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, so like, but that's a really fun time for people to test their fitness. But I always got to remind people like there was a year, man, what was it? It was like 2017 or something like that, where uh-huh. they had a bunch of like handstand pushups in one of the, in one of the, um, in one of the workouts. And we saw a bunch of people come to the clinic for, with neck pain. And we're like, what in the world's going on? It's because people were like bouncing off their heads to try to kip up and do one more, you know, uh, one more handstand pushup. Like, Look, I mean, I get it. If you're gonna, be, if you're top like ten in the world, and that's gonna get you to like that next place to set you up strategically, that's great. But when you're, mm-hmm. but when you're seventy two thousand six hundred eighty seventh in the world, and that one extra kipping uh, uh, handstand pushup is gonna put you up to like marginal uh, distance, like, man, why would you kip off your head when you can still, or, like, when you still have to like turn around and drive your car, you know? Or like, oh yeah, no, um, and uh, yeah, and you guys see the a lot too yeah it's funny that it the sort of that competition mentality takes over and yeah, yeah that's that's where it can get a little dicey I, I remember a few years back there was some local competition um 
where they they had it was like a heavily posterior chain like workouts like deadlifts and box jumps like over and over again. <laughs> and yeah and i feel like so many people like had had achilles injuries <laughs> after oh, that kind of thing sure. yeah <laughs> Achilles, yeah. their backs were probably killing them from like mm-hmm. from like landing too hard, especially when they're getting fatigued out. But don't get me wrong, yeah. man. I love competition. I totally get it. Um, sure, you just yeah. got to maintain perspective and and know what's what's important in, in life. Because man, there's like uh, training should always be an aspect that's that's there to improve your health and your wellness in your life, not uh not take away from it. But it is fun to go oh, sure. times, and it is fun to compete for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and you you definitely make more. You can make some really significant you know, exercise and fitness, you know, improvements through, through competing and, and pushing yourself. So yeah, definitely not something to, to shy away from, but um, you know, as you said, we, it's, I, I think it's, it's about sort of remembering our, our own uh, limitations is always a good thing too. <laughs> so, sure. uh, you know, understanding our, our own, our own mortality is, is never a bad thing. <laughs> Wow, that was a, that was a deep line, man. That might just have to be the podcast header here. Is <laughs> remembering your own mortality. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's great, man. So, what are some like? Are there any? Um, so, outside of like you know <laughs> the eye rolling that you get from telling people what you do from a fitness standpoint, is mm-hmm. there is there anything in the clinic like? Is there any like um, like stigma or not necessarily stigma, but like misconception that you feel like you have to like clear up on a regular basis. That'd be important for people to know whether it's from a um, diet perspective or a fitness perspective or just general, like being able to take care of your own body kind of perspective. Yeah. Um, so let's see, we'll think of a, f- uh, a few things. Um, kind of, I think, yeah, no, because you could go a lot of different ways with it. I think from a, a, a physical standpoint, is some of the stuff I talked about already. I mean, I think that, you know, um, you know, most exercises are not inherently bad for a particular joint, like running is not necessarily inherently bad for your knees or anything like that. And so, you know, dispelling that myth. Um, I think also understanding sort of the um, – the recovery time of your body. I think there's a lot of misconceptions there. Um, and I, I know you see that all the time too, that, you know, muscle strains and, and sprains are, 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 can be lengthy processes to kind of fully rehab from. And so For sure. I think a lot, a lot of my day, I, I do spend sort of frame frame setting and, you know, expectation setting as far as, you know, after a sprained ankle or something like that, understanding that, you know, you're looking at, you know, a, you know, it's not going to get better in three days. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, I think that's an area inside. I think a lot of times people think something's wrong with their bodies if, if, if they haven't rebounded after four days. And so, you know, a lot of times it is just being like, no, it's okay. You know, you're, you're healing the way you're supposed to, but it just, it just takes time. Um, and, and I think sometimes that's what turns people off to exercise too, is they'll get like little, sprains or, or, or injuries that, um, they're afraid they're doing something wrong, but you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, those sorts of things just happen as part of being active and, and understanding, you know, we all, we all live with some level of that and trying to, in remembering that that's not a reason to stop doing activity, but actually to start thinking about ways that you can further take care of your body that's so that you can continue to do those activities. So yeah, yeah cause you, you see so many people who just like, you know, get go gung ho and start an exercise program, you know, January 1st and, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple months later, they've, 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 they've gotten an injury or something like that and they just stop. And, 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 and I think it's that fear that they're doing something wrong rather than in, and really just need to understand that. No, they're probably doing a lot right. Just yeah, <laughs> they need to add, add some additional things, you know, some either through mobility or, or diet or, you know, or sleep that can kind of help their body recover a little bit faster. And so, you know, it's, it's, that's definitely something I, I, I deal with on a regular basis is, 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 you know, just trying to, um, you know, really get people to keep going rather than yeah. know, interpreting injury, you know, like a, a low back strain is like, Oh, I'm doing something terrible. Can't ever do that again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think uh, what you said when you um, when you brought up like you're doing a lot of things right, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like that's not a message that a lot of people hear, especially when it comes to like healthcare, right? Like you get to the, you go to the doctor or you go to your physical therapist or you go to your chiropractor or you go to your dentist or whatever, and you get told a lot about what you're doing wrong, <laughs> you sure. know, or what you can improve on. So I do think that's a good point. Like if you're in an exercise program and if you started in you know January and now it's March and you're a little dinged up, like you probably did a lot right in that process. Uh, we just got to fine tune it a little bit and kind of uh, um, give you a little guidance because it may not be necessarily the squats that are causing your knee pain or your hip pain, but maybe it's a lack of hip internal rotation. You know, yep. you weren't necessarily doing anything wrong. You just didn't realize that you didn't have this piece of the puzzle that you needed to mm-hmm. And then again, yeah. respecting your body and the healing process and knowing that just because it takes more than a couple of weeks to heal something, that's not a bad thing. That's just a human right. and you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, dude, Patrick, um, man, I, I really appreciate your time, man. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, how could people, if people wanted to like be able to get a hold of you or schedule an appointment with Kaiser or um, any, is there any contact information that we could give people for you or, um, or anything like that? Yeah. Well, so in, in general, it's always a great idea to consider Kaiser for your healthcare in the Georgia region. Um, we're a, yeah. um, a, 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 a insurance, um, slash physician medical group. So Kaiser is actually the insurance portion of the piece and Permanente is actually the um, physician group that's um, employed by Kaiser to, to service our members in the area. Um, okay. And we definitely out of, you know, a lot of the different healthcare models that are out there, one of the ones that's much more focused on preventive healthcare in general. So, you know, if you're, you're someone who kind of want not only wants to treat things when they go when they go haywire, but actually want to you know prevent things that are, that might come down the road and, and keep yourself healthy and moving you know for for your lifespan. It's it's a good model to to look into. So um, yeah, so to see me as a provider, you you would have to have um, Kaiser Health Insurance. So um, I would definitely encourage folks to look into that whenever um, you know if their employer offers it or through open enrollment as well. It's a great model um, and, you know, really has the right priorities for our, for our patients. Love it. Love it. Patrick, man. Also, um, guys, if you are watching more TV with uh, <laughs> here, you might recognize this guy. If you see a Kaiser Permanente commercial coming up, you're probably seeing Patrick on, on the big screen there. <laughs> He's got yeah, a lot that's of right. Yeah. 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 Had, had a little medical, uh, the medical field fails you, man. You could always go into acting maybe, you know? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm using that as my backup. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, <laughs> you, if, if, if things don't work out here, I've got, I've got options. <laughs> man, I hear you. I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. You're a bad <laughs> You're really good. You take awesome care of your patients. And dude, I really appreciate your time here on the podcast this evening. Yeah, no problem. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.